okay, well, get this, all right? So I wanted to have my own beehive this year. I It was February, perfect February. It was perfect <laughs> time to start your own beehive. I've been looking around online for nukes. Not sure if you're familiar with that term, but it's popular terminology in the beekeeping community. All right, but my dad said I couldn't have a beehive because he didn't approve of the guy that I was seeing. Therefore, I'm bitter and resentful and I'm mad at all bees. <laughs> Sophia is just a fountain of these relatable experiences. Like when your dad won't let you have a bee farm because he doesn't approve of the guy you're seeing. <laughs> Sophia, never let a man get in between you and your bees. Me and the queen, baby. Me and the queen. So this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Give 100%. It's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that stretches your wrinkles. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I have your pudding cup for the day. It's still in Bergasa. Give me some whoppers. It's Ryland. And I have two functioning knees, Sophia Chuckle. <laughs> Yay! Life Pile Podcast is the podcast for octogenarians who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section. This week, we've got our fantastic Golden Oldies special for all the gray hairs out there who love our show and we love you. We have a special guest this week. I first met her when she was pulling my unconscious body from a plane crash in the Swiss Alps. She's been called a raconteur. She's been called a saboteur. She's been called people's top 2018 savant in a dream I had last night. She's been called a dirty carpet wench, a dirty carpet <laughs> witch, a snog troggler. Some people call her a good time girl. Some people call her a bad time mama. <laughs> What's important to me is who is Sophia Jackal to Sophia Jackal? Well, a friend to myself. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. Um, did I answer that question? <laughs> <laughs> I think you sure did. I don't think many people can claim that they are a friend to themselves. I am one of my greatest enemies. Yeah. So we brought you in today because among your many accolades, you have a lot of experience in the elder care institutions of America. So we're going to be touching base with Sophia more later. But first... We got some very important lifestyle tips to throw at you. Oh, you guys, I got one. Do you guys hear that? Wait, do you hear that? No, I don't. I don't hear Listen anything. Real close. Do you hear that? <gasps> oh, no. What's that sound mean? It means this is an episode of first for the first time in life pile history. I have to revoke a tip. <gasps> That's oh. right. You guys, uh, a few weeks back, I did have a tip that was, uh, based off of a thing I saw on a meme that told me, I'm not saying this is a perfect show. We had a tip from Dylan Bragasa a few weeks ago saying that you should stuff pillows under your back, legs, thighs, hips while you're sleeping in order to maintain proper spine shape. 
uh, Cam is fist pumping vehemently. And I did, um, for the past week plus, have severe back problems. <laughs> uh, it was very difficult for me to stand upright. I would throw my back out just walking uh, from my desk to the bathroom. And then I stopped stuffing pillows in my crannies and my back turned back into a human back. So today's tip, uh, which dovetails perfectly with our elderly theme, is take care of your back. Don't listen to Dylan Bragasa. So is this? Does this mean dirt bed is out the window? Is dirt bed still a good product? I In, think so. Until we road test dirt bed, I say the jury's still out. I would love to road test dirt bed. <laughs> I don't think if you should sleep in a dirt bed in the middle of the road, that doesn't seem safe. <laughs> I'm down. I want to give it a try. Did either of you guys try my tip when I said it? Do you guys try? You guys try all my tips, right? Yeah. Yeah, I shoved something between my knees, made my back hurt. Thanks a lot, <laughs> no, Dylan. Sorry, no. Sophia. Have you have you ever slept with like a any kind of AIDS like that oh, spinal AIDS? I, I sort of just like have too many pillows always on my bed. Have since I was a child because I would take all my stuffed animals on my bed because I was scared of the dark. Do you guys remember bonsai kittens? Oh my uh, god! No. <laughs> Wait, what's a bonsai kitten? All right, so I, when I saw this, I cried as a child. It was a website that was a joke, but I didn't realize, I didn't understand jokes at that age. So it, what they do is they have these crazy jars, and this website is like, oh, we put kittens in jars so their spines like atrophy in these crazy positions, and then you'll have a bonsai cat. And it was really traumatic. Uh, it's so sad. It's really sad, but it's so not real. Yeah. Um, so it's a cat in a jar. It's a cat in a jar. But that is what your stuffed animals did to you. Correct. So now I sort of have to maintain that every night. So I do. I sort of like twist my body with pillows and blankets. To resemble a bonsai kitten? No, just because that's what's happened to me over the course of a lifetime. Mm. I, I still think le- uh, Pillow Between the Legs is a good tip. Because mm. I... I mean, I read it on a meme that it resembles how you are in the womb, and oh. so therefore it's kind of comforting. What pillow is in your w- mom's womb that you get to <laughs> stuff between your baby knees? My you just got the cord. placenta right there between the knees. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, Roland, I don't think you should throw out this tip too fast, because it is all about where you stuff those pillows. Stuff them in the trash. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> Sleep on the hard floor. It's the most similar to how it was in the womb, which is what, how we should model everything right. in our lives. We should just model after the first nine months. <laughs> my mom had great hardwood flooring. <laughs> what a woman. What yeah. a woman. My mom kept uh, shitting out pillows while she was pregnant with me. I was like, where, where are these all coming from? And it's because I was shoving them away. I don't want those here. I want to sleep on the hard floor of your womb. <laughs> uh, I have a tip for you guys. So this uh, is the Golden Oldies episode dedicated to all those old folks out there. Uh, and I thought that I could give them all a tip because I know they're listening. So when you reach the life expectancy in the United States of 78.74 years old, I say you withdraw all your savings and you go buy 
the most blingiest bling that you can find. Okay, just deck yourself out in gold earrings, gold necklaces, gold teeth, gold uh, glasses, uh, and sort of resemble the pirates, you know, who were carrying their wealth with them just in case something ever happened. Because not only do we respect people that look richer than we do, unfortunately, but we can use that money when they pass away to just pay for whatever they need. You know, well, we got to burn this body now here. You can just take this earring. It's a lot easier than having to go through their account, pull all that money out. Now you just distribute necklaces and you're distributing toe rings and, and the, the grills. It's a, it's a lot easier for everybody involved, I think. And it's good for the old people. So Ryland, what you're suggesting is kind of a modified Logan's run in which society picks a certain year and on that birthday suddenly you're marked and (laughs) the nearest person just beats you to death and takes all of your possessions off of your body no no that's no I don't want them to be beaten to death I want them to have people hold the door open for them because they think they're wealthy because they're so shiny this is also what uh, how do I say drug dealers criminals do so that they don't get their wealth taken from them in prison yeah which is what will absolutely happen if you live in a retirement home and someone sees those gold earrings they will oh, no. absolutely take them from oh you. no you just curse grammy well you have you can't ever take them off you have to wear them all the time it's oh. your new uniform See, I worry about Cam and I lived together in a, an apartment in Chicago that was near a lot of retirement homes, but it was also Chicago. And, you know, that's an inner city place. And sometimes there's crime. There's crime everywhere. Anyways, I think if you were one of those old people in those retirement homes walking around with all your jewels and your janglers and your gold plated grills uh, down the street, you might make yourself an easy target for someone who's like, cool there's an old person shuffling down the street covered in jewels like that's just like a free rack full of jewelry so i'm gonna amend this lifestyle and what if you liquefy your assets into dollar dollar bills make your way on over to north face get one of those down puffer jackets take all the puff and stuffing out and then fill it up with money dollars that you can wear all your assets with you all the time and it's keeping you warm in those cold chicago Mm. winters that's I, that's a good idea. That's pretty smart. However, I do like just piles of gold slowly <laughs> moving down the street with walkers. Oh well, y'all, we are deep into my favorite month of the year, uh, Spider Pride Month. So I'm bringing you the, my next in my series of Spider Pride Month tips, all spider-themed, and I got a heck of a doozy for y'all today. Today's... Lifestyle tip is know your silk. That's right, y'all. So humans use just the one type of silk. It comes from silkworms, which is when cute little caterpillars eat a bunch of leaves and they're like, oh, I'm all full. I'm going to turn into a beautiful butterfly. And they spin themselves a little cocoon. And then once they're done with that cocoon, we, we take that cocoon and we throw it in a boiling pot of water and kill the caterpillar and then shuck it like a peanut and keep all its silk. 
Uh, so that's where your kimono comes from, Dylan. Wait, oh, I wanted that on record. I do not have a kimono. Cam, however, has like three. Well, then <laughs> what am I looking at your balls through, huh, Dylan? It is a chemise. <laughs> okay. So we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different type of spider silks. And I know we've all been in that awkward situation when things, you know, you're with a lover, things are getting a little hot and heavy, when all of a sudden you accidentally use your sticky silk instead of your sperm silk. And isn't that an embarrassing sperm situation? Sperm silk is a thing? Is there a difference? You've got to know your silk, Dylan, <laughs> okay. or else the egg will be on your face, my friend. All right, you guys. So, number one, coming from the ampulate major gland is the dragline silk, used for the web's outer rim and spokes, also for lifeline and for ballooning. Because as we all know, Spiders go ballooning. Is that real? Is that real? Because <laughs> Dylan, I'm so excited you know about oh, this. No. <laughs> when a little baby young spider has finished school and he's ready to go out and see the world, he lets out a long string of silk from his ampulate major, and as it catches in the wind, he grabs onto it and he flies away to new opportunities. Spiders can fly is what I'm getting from this. Yeah, yeah, yes. And that's disheartening it's so heartening spider pride <laughs> <laughs> it's the reason why uh peter parker's favorite vacay spot is arizona because all those air balloon shows that's santa fe mm-hmm. that's santa fe <laughs> oh shit that was albuquerque <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> so let's take a short trip next door to the ampulate minor gland where is produced for it. the silk <laughs> used for temporary scaffolding during web construction which i think is so adorable they make scaffolds huh. so cute there's a lot involved so coming out of the flagelliform gland is the capture spiral silk used for capturing lines of the web so this is the sticky stuff they put in between the rim and the spokes so stuff gets stuck mm. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The tubuliform gland gives us the egg cocoon silk that they wrap up their little babies in. Oh, stay warm, little babies. So then out of the asiniform gland, that's used to wrap and secure freshly captured prey. So this is kind of like the BDSM gland mm. that you do all the rope play with. It's also used in the male sperm webs. So some species of spiders, the female will lay the eggs and then the male will cocoon it in a sperm web, this silk that's full of spermophore. So much more efficient than how we do that. (laughs) Right? Yeah. I think sex would be a lot more enjoyable if the other person didn't have to be in the room at the same time as me. Yeah. Less Mm -hmm. scheduling involved. Less scheduling. Right. Less having to conform to other people's preferences. Just do you. The aggregate gland gives us the silk glue of sticky globules. So it's just got a bunch of sticky stuck on it. And out of the pyroform, it's used to form bonds between separate threads for attachment points. (laughs) What's up, Ryland? Now we know how to build an entire spider web. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Whoa. Right? That's really cool. Isn't that a freaking trip? And an orb weaver has all of these different types and uses all of them variously pretty cool spiders and just a couple parting facts about silk uh to scale it is stronger than steel Mm. and some spiders (laughs) eat their silk uh to replenish their silk stores which is pretty freaking cool 
Yeah. And there is also some parasitic spiders that live by sneaking onto other spiders' webs and eating their webs. Wait, they there's they can eat their own web to get web back? Yeah. Yeah, That's it's like, like the Bear Grylls approach to web making. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about this. Like, if you had breast milk, how long could you survive on your own breast milk? Would that... <gasps> Sophia? Uh, you know, this is something I've looked into. Sophia, tell us. <laughs> Living in the wild, after all. Um, well, I mean, I, I the same, I, I agree with the urine thing. I mean, how long after a while are you just straight, like, there's crystal urea, like, droplets that you're just going back and, you know, just recycling through and through. Crystal urea droplets? I have no idea. <laughs> awesome. But I, I love that idea because it's like I if I drink my own urine enough, I can make jewelry. No. I can start peeing out diamonds. Crystal urea droplets, <laughs> Sophia, Dylan? no. He, we were just weighing him off of the pee bottles thing and now you had to come in and make him think he can make a K jewelers out of his closet. <laughs> Hey, you know, I mean, if you can tr- trade this off to the old people for their gold, ooh, you know, wow, that's a that's a business venture. It's all coming together. Man, I think Sophia is really bringing her expertise to bear because I'm learning a lot about elderly larceny already. So um, I'm really glad we have you in. Speaking of yes. Sophia, you are an expert in senior lifestyles. And senior care. How'd you first come to this expertise? When's the first time you met an old person? Well, at one point I was so young that everyone around me was really old. Mm, expand Whoa. on that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, chew on that. <laughs> I do love old people, not by choice. But I, I, when I was in high school, I lived with one of my grandmothers. Um, she was wonderful in Polish. And then she had dementia and passed. And then my other grandma moved in to my parents' house for many years. And she was Greek and small. And then she also passed. And then I started working at a retirement home, which was wonderful. And I had so many grandmothers who all soon came to pass. Oh. Um, and then... I've worked on an ambulance, which did a lot of transport. So a lot of old people Whoa. there. Uh, then I sort of see them around town. I don't know if you encounter <laughs> these people as well. Um, did you work at a retirement home in Boulder? Yeah. I worked technically at two, uh, which was one was a very like luxury senior living, uh, which was a crazy trip. And then that there was like two branches of that one. And then also like a sort of large nursing home. So kind of like the spectrum within Boulder, which is a very short, um, white, rich spectrum. Um, (laughs) But then also when I was living in Philly, there was like a lot of other nursing homes, which were Mm. very, very different in terms of socioeconomic background. Yeah. Yeah. But the one I worked at was pretty nice. What did you do there, Ryland? Uh, I was a server in a restaurant. It was super fun. It was. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Sophia, what did you do? Or do? Currently, you still do. I currently, so now I do like home care, caregiving. I've also done like events like bingo and crafts, wow. lots of popsicle sticks. Uh, there was actually this one woman who would, every time she saw me for years, she would ask me for clothespins because she, yeah, and I was like, I can't give you any more clothespins. We stopped the craft section oh, entirely. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> She actually needed those clothespins. And then I've also done like transport and I've also served. 
Oh. Yeah. And I got my little hands in all the old people. Did you press. have <laughs> <laughs> Did you have uh the people that you would serve them their whole meal and then they would eat it and then you take away their empty plate and then you walk by them again and they say, Where's my goddamn food? <laughs> I've been waiting here all day. And you're oh. like, Oh God, I don't know how to tell you. I don't know. It's like, happened a lot to you? It happened on multiple occasions and it was always very awkward. You didn't you didn't oh. experience that? No, no. I guess I I guess I didn't experience mm. that. I just realized I'm the only one who hasn't worked in elder care on this podcast because Cam worked in a nursing home for a brief little bit. Cam. I too was a server at one of those restaurants that's actually a cafeteria. Sophia, a hobby of mine is memorizing quotes verbatim. What's a quote you've memorized verbatim on the topic of elder care? <laughs> oh, let me see. <laughs> let me ponder my mind. I do have a quote. Thank you for getting that question ready for me. I Well, I just love to talk about my hobbies. Yeah. I'm very self-centered as You're an interviewer. Many, many, many hobbies. <laughs> so I have this quote, and it was the oldest quote of someone talking about old age. It's from 4,500 years ago, an Egyptian scribe, and he, he addresses God with this description of old age. I'd like to recount it for you all. <laughs> oh, sovereign, my lord, oldness has come. Old age has descended. Feebleness has arrived. Dotage is here anew. The heart sleeps wearily every day. The eyes are weak. The ears are deaf. The strength is disappearing because of weariness of the heart, and the mouth is silent and cannot speak. The heart is forgetful and cannot recall yesterday. The bone suffers old age. Good has become evil. All taste is gone. What old age does to men is evil in every respect. Wow. That's, and that's crazy because, like, back then, that would have been, like, 40 years old, right? Yeah. That <laughs> like old age. Yeah. <laughs> The reason I had that in my memory was just thinking about how old age has always been just a challenge, you know? They like to talk, oh, like other cultures, you know, the elders are, are much more respected than they are here in America, which is, I think, true for a lot of places, but so it's just always been a shitty, it's been a shitty time. Yeah. In your experience being so close to people in this stage of life, do you see people expressing and experiencing joy and like living their joy contrary to your quote? Is it possible or is that quote completely right? I think it's a little comsi comsa, you know. I, I definitely, this is something that I've seen time and time again, and it gets me so excited for dementia because <laughs> I see so many people who, who are like, oh, this woman or this man, this person used to be so horrible. This person used to be so miserable. And then their dementia came on, and all of a sudden, every day is a song. Every day you're uh, laughing. Every day mm -hmm. you look at a squirrel, and it's like the greatest squirrel that you've ever seen. Wow. Um, which, you know, there's there's a lot of people, I think, that rediscover, like, how innocent life is by just forgetting all the miseries of their life. Wow. Wow. Just sort of depends on so many things, but really... I'm excited for dementia. I, at least, at least if that's how it works out for me, like I, I want to live every day exactly the same. Sophia, can you help me out and help make the distinction between Alzheimer's and dementia? Yeah, I can do this. So dementia is a very general term. Like you can have dementia from doing a lot of whippets with your friends <gasps> on Friday nights. Can I get like teenage dementia? I was reading 
a story about this woman from she was like a NASA engineer huh? and she developed dementia at 50 and they like, wow. like we, we gotta let you go oh, no. um, and she's like that's alright and now she's like I love painting and my life is good huh and she, she it was because she did so many whippets. Because she did so many whippets with her friends on Friday night. Uh, NASA. Okay, so what's yeah. Alzheimer's? Okay, Alzheimer's is actually a disease, um, which they really, you, you don't really know until like you get autopsied. But it's this collection of this protein in your brain that deteriorates your mm. brain. So, I mean, you can you can have dementia from, I think it's like Parkinson's, all these different sort of reasons so dementia is very more general but alzheimer's is like you're gonna die from this right and it's gonna happen really quickly oh and it's also not called old timers -timers. that's important that's important sophia (laughs) people always say that the elderly have so much to teach us and not enough people take time to stop and listen so i'd like to ask you what do you have to teach old people what do they gotta shut up and listen to you about? Oh my gosh! As a stylist, life stylist. There's there is one thing I think the elderly that I work with. I, I wish they would um, first of all not make fun of my haircuts. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing with your hair. I feel like your haircut is a little bit reminiscent of like some of the '50s haircuts. Sometimes, right? The bangs. Some sometimes. Sometimes. I think sometimes they go, oh, that's nice. And they're thinking very different thoughts. So I think also honesty would be great for these old people. It's time for them to be open and frank with themselves. You've had a lot of hair colors. Have you ever been working in elder care when you had a different color? I don't think so. But I also had a nose ring and they made me take it out. And then I saw another girl a couple months later with a nose ring and I was furious. Whoa. That's, that's maybe something I need to take up with my boss. Did you put it back in? No, it was already out and healed. And uh-huh. I was over it. I was over the look anyways. It was fine. That investment is gone. Yeah, I don't care about these fine. bees. I don't care about this look. I care about those bees. <laughs> um, I also think more old people who are not my direct family should... People think that old people are really willing to share their food. <laughs> I don't experience that as much as I'd like. (laughs) (laughs) You want all the old people you work with to give you your food. Their food. Yeah, I mean, they have like, I see that they have bowls of chocolate. (laughs) No, I don't know. They should. I think so. Yeah. Why not? They're not going to eat it. Oh, my God. I, can I share a story? Recently, I was working with this woman, and she's very Catholic. And I was talking to a friend who is going through this sort of thing about how he thought sex was really evil. And uh, I was just like, you know, what? I think time is changing. And I was like, you know, what? I'm working with this woman who's very Catholic, and I'm kind of curious what she has to say. So I go on this long spiel to her. I was like, you know, I'm curious what you have to say. I know that there's a lot of perspective change towards, like, sex in specific sex work and i'm like going on about how you know oldest profession anyway i like i literally spend like five minutes explaining like do you think this is ever going to change in terms of like the eyes of the catholic church and she just raises her little spindly ass white finger and is like that's a sin (laughs) (laughs) i was just like keeping a door open where i was like maybe maybe things have changed yeah it's possible but no. No. And I, you know, whatever, it's fine. So that is maybe an example of the uh, Catholic woman that you didn't have a lot in common with. Do you have favorite 
Uh, they wouldn't be called clients, would they? What would you call them? <laughs> Patients? Pete, friends? All right, friends. Let's <laughs> do friends. I mean, you know, if when I was working on the ambulance, I guess patients, but I guess residents. Residents. Yeah. Yeah, residents. Um, I absolutely have favorites. I only have one enemy. <gasps> yes, I need to know about yeah. the enemy. I need to know about the enemy. I hate, I hate her so much. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. God, I should really watch what I'm saying. Um, She's definitely going to listen to this episode. <laughs> she, has a Facebook, she has a Facebook account. She has a Facebook? She must listen to the show then. Is she <laughs> ranting about you on Facebook? Is she subtweeting you? Is she dragging you? She had one video and it's of a whale being saved. <laughs> Ew, I hate it. I hate, it. Oh. I hate whales being saved. Oh. If there's two things old ladies love, it's tea and shade. Mm-hmm. And it's piss cold tea, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Wait, give us the breakdown. So she is, first of all, having a sexual relationship. Oh, this is maybe not my bit. No, this is not my <laughs> With this guy I take care of, and I swear to God, I think she just doesn't like me because I also take care of him. And there was one time when I used to I used to drive the van for these old people several years ago. And I remember, you know, there's sort of a passenger seat up at the front. Um, and, and remember, this is a very fancy place. So this woman is sitting, she comes up and sits next to me, and I'm trying to, like, make conversation. And she just turns to me, and she's like, usually the help doesn't speak. <gasps> I was like, oh! And I was wow. like, you know, yeah, I was like, this is a very different world. Anyway, so this woman, she's just very mean and you can feel that she's like trying to like ride on these like waves of you are my servant. Yeah. It's like, no, like I'm helping you yeah. take your underpants off. Maybe I am her servant. I have one other bit about this woman. So, First of all, I was taking care of her boyfriend at one point, and the doctor comes. It's a hospice doctor. And oh. she's just like, listen, sir, you have to stop engaging in coitus because you might have a heart attack and die. And then later that same day, he goes rogue. He's not supposed to be walking by himself. He goes rogue and walks across the retirement home to this woman's room against doctor's orders. Oh, and I thought that was incredibly romantic yeah <laughs> that is that's beautiful so sophia's enemy is the personification of capitalism who's your best friend okay so this is my f- maybe my favorite resident i guess i do have them okay and he and i have been working together for years he's on like the major decline right he's he's going down he's been like such a wobbly guy he he dances he stomps he sings little songs oh. he's wonderful so he's back from the hospital he's very confused these days have been really difficult like you know spoon feeding like very big change but then as i'm putting him down to bed like he stands up and we start dancing like i'm holding his hands and we're like i'm singing a song and then he always starts improvising new lyrics uh it's like oh could it dance don't you know sing it really sweet it's very heartwarming he lays down he has tears in his eyes and and i'm looking and he's just like god like it's like i really appreciate like all that you people you know you, you do and and then he looks at me and he's like Oh, I really appreciate everything that Monica does. And I was like, what? Monica's the other caregiver. He's like, God, she's so wonderful. I hope I hope that she's okay. Can you make sure that she gets paid extra? And I was like, this is my last shift with him ever because I'm leaving for a trip and I'm sure he's probably going to like die within this time. And I'm just like looking at him like also with tears in my eyes, like having just had this like almost like romantic experience with this man. It was 
so sad. I literally was just like, I was like, yeah. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) And he was crying because you weren't Monica. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. He's right. Maybe she deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Monica really is all that. Sophia, have you ever gotten any life-changing or impactful advice and wisdom from the elderly? I remember one time I was putting Larry to bed (laughs) and I was like doing some weird stuff because we just like make up songs to each other all the time. And I was like saying some nonsense and I was, I remember I asked him, I was like, what's your astrological sign? And he like picks up an Aveeno and he's like, Aveeno. And I was like, that's so funny. And, and then I was like laughing for a while. And then I was like, oh, like I'm a mess, Larry. And he's like, and he's like now laying down and kind of scratching his head. He's like, you're not a mess. Like, don't let anyone tell you that everyone's a mess. No one knows what they're talking about. You just have to find the people that are going to laugh with what you laugh at. And that's what life is. And I was like, oh. <laughs> Larry also has the funniest poop jokes I've ever heard in my entire life. Oh, now we need them. Okay, sometimes when he farts, he goes, Oh, that's the office calling. Love that. Or he'll say, Is that artillery fire? And then we both panic. And then sometimes when he wipes, he shows me oh. what is on there and he's like, This is my receipt. Oh. And I was like, oh. uh, <laughs> Anyways, they're so funny. He's just a poop treasure chest. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, is there any uh, things we've even talked about that are itching at your mind? Yeah, I, I pulled up this thing that I want to share with everyone. There is these different organizations that tried to have these simulations of what it's like to be old. Oh. And they're so funny. I'm going to read them out loud. So Texas A&M, this aging uh, institution, they have this thing where you, you put on swimming goggles, but you tape the sides of them and then you put in earplugs and then you put on thick gloves and then you tape your fingers together and then you also are supposed to carry packages and I think that's the funniest simulation I've ever heard of in my entire life Um, and then a part of this is well this is a different place but this is also maybe funnier Uh, so you have three sets of five pieces of paper right all right on the first set you write your five most enjoyed activities you know your your rollerblading your shopping you're dancing all right you on your second you have your five most valued possessions your your cats i don't know your guitars your your cars your beehive all right and on your third you have your five most loved people which would assumably be your family or dylan bergassa all right and then the exercise (laughs) is you just slowly go through each one and throw them away and you have to you have to imagine envision what this loss feels like until all of them are gone and i was like why is it this is the exercise (laughs) wow it's like so traumatic it's just trauma so that's wow. what it's like, especially to be old. Oh, boy. This is really sad. Well, <laughs> we've mm-hmm. lifestyle tipped everybody. We've learned elder care from elder expert Sophia Jackal. Now we got two lifestyle segments coming on us from experts Dylan and Ryland. And Sophia, you're the expert in the room. So we really would love to hear you sound off on all of your opinions on these lifestyles. Okay. According... To an Engadget article from 2014, the 
annual median price of a nursing home room costs around $92,000 a year. So it makes sense that seniors are increasingly looking for a way to make their own homes more conducive to their changing needs. So then the next question becomes, if I don't have a whole staff of caregivers to help me, who does that job go to? And the assumption is usually family members, typically children, will take on that responsibility. Mm -hmm. But what if instead it was robots? (gasps) Robo senior care is a growing industry and is already helping better lives. So gang, let's take a look at some of these robots and then we'll decide how we feel about this whole lifestyle. My first robot for you is designed by Sumitomo Riku company and they have made Robear. Robear is a 300 pound robot bear capable of lifting seniors out of beds and wheelchairs and setting them down somewhere else. According to the CDC, 29 million seniors fell in 2014 and 7 million of those seniors were injured, accounting for a Medicare bill grand total of $31 billion. So robot lifty bear who does kind of resemble if you guys are familiar with y'all know gloomy bear. No. Yes. No. I knew Sophia would. Oh, okay, that's <laughs> Bear is this anime bear. Maybe you can't even say anime. It's just a cartoon Japanese bear who is big and pink and known for murdering people. So maybe it's not great on their part that they kind of designed them to look similar. But the face is supposed to be very comforting because if you've got a 300-pound robot that's reaching at you with these claw arms, I don't think it has claws actually, but if it's thrusting you out of your chair or your bed and throwing you down somewhere else, you're going to be a little unnerved, I think, especially if you're a person from the greatest generation who maybe saw a lot of movies about how robots are coming for you. So why haven't they made it look like Fozzie Bear? <laughs> if you want a, a cute, trustable bear, <laughs> Fozzie Bear. Right. I don't know. They And they didn't give it any fur either. This is a cold, hard, plastic white bear. Mm. So I guess it's a polar bear. <laughs> Sophia, can you imagine having an elder person be like, I just want to say... I appreciate everything the staff does so much. Robear, tell Robear that he's awesome and I love him. And he's going in my whip. I've got a crisp 20 for my Robear if you could just tuck that into his paws. Make sure he gets that, you peasant. You guys, I've got a second robot from you. It is designed by a company called Consequential Robotics, which is unnerving. This is what you get. This is what you get. The robot is called Miro. Miro is a robotic puppy. And it can keep track of your pill regimen and provide pill reminders. It can remind you about doctor's appointments. It can roll around the house and interact with you. It also acts as a watchdog of sorts for your well-being. So allow me to explain. Imagine this. As you and Miro go about your day, Miro tries to talk to you. If you don't respond, Miro sends a signal to the Miro Hub Center, which sends a message to your home that is broadcast across all speakers in the house, asking again if you're all right and if you are to slap your wrist. Also, you're wearing a Miro brand biometric vital sensing wristband with a wireless responder built in. So 
If you slap your wrist, the incident will be logged under your file, but no action will be taken. However, if you don't hit your wristband, a caregiver at the Miro Center will rewind all the cameras they've installed in your home to see what happened while matching that against the heart rate and body temperature information gathered by the Miro and wristband so that by the time the ambulance shows up, they'll have all the information they need. So, Miro. Wow. This is a very interesting idea because it's essentially like having an R2-D2 in your house. It's constantly going, I will call the fucking cops <laughs> if you don't answer me right now. Yeah, Cam thought comforting Robear was going to be like a dystopian robot. I think Miro takes the cake with this 1984 ass antics. I mean, this is so much better than an ankle bracelet. Why don't they use this for house arrest? Ooh. Jeremy. Ooh. Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> That would be better for, like, parents under house arrest with their kids, you know? It's less of a stigmatizing thing. It's more cute. It's like, hey, we're having a fun time because I robbed that bank, and now we have a pet dog, just like you always wanted. (laughs) Anytime Dad accidentally goes into the neighbor's yard while he's mowing, our pet dog starts screaming, (laughs) and an alarm comes out of his head. (laughs) I do want to go ahead and toss another photo in the chat because this is the only podcast that relies on visual aids. I think I use the word puppy and dog loosely this is kind of a neither uh, whoa. and i and, <laughs> and so what those reactions from sophia and ryland are is that this robot does have uh pretty active animatronic eyelids that blink it's like strung out on morphine <laughs> it's giving kind of a come hither look to the camera i was thinking more of uh i know what you did and it's just yeah, for sure yes this is such a good house arrest dog <laughs> <laughs> all right so coming to a ryland's so house near you pretty soon <laughs> i've got one last robot for you guys it is designed by aist and is called paro paro is a robotic fluffy baby seal paro can use its tactile audio light temperature and posture sensors to orient itself and assess how a user is holding it Paro can recognize its own name and the direction your voice is coming from. It has this built-in priority system that favors being pet and stroked and does not like when it's being beaten or hit. Oh my god. Paro can move its head, arms, tail, and eyes, as well as make little baby seal sounds. Paro remembers how you treat it and will learn what behaviors will likely lead to it being pet, so it eventually models its behavior after what you like. Paro has been shown to improve relaxation and motivation in people in elder care and was voted the world's most therapeutic robot by the Guinness World Records book. So, Dylan, do you have to be living in a semi-aquatic environment for Paro? (laughs) You do not. Did you guys have those at all the senior care places you guys have worked at? Those infinite pools that are for seniors? You watch one commercial and this is not it. You can't even pay to pick them up. You think we're paying to put a pool in? I thought he meant like their rooms were half pools have like fish tanks yeah no no this is not what was that uh i called the movie uh horny fish let's nine what was the real name of that movie that came out last year the shape of water thank you no i was not thinking of the shape of water (laughs) wait horny fish man sluts five is not the shape of water what are you talking about i mean i i really appreciate like the the sentiment behind something like paro but it really just seems like a shitty way of just not 
calling your grandparents. You know, it's like, here's, <laughs> yes. a, here's a robot. I'm still not going to talk to you. Definitely. It's true. There's a growing market for that. A lot of the robots that I was researching are meant to act as kind of stand-ins for that emotional feedback we get from human beings. Actually, I don't know if you guys remember Hasbro had for real friends when we were kids. Do you guys remember for real friends? Uh, no, I had yeah. a Furby. What's a for real friend? They were animatronic kitties. There are commercials about them. It's hard to miss if you watched cartoons. Uh And Hasbro was noticing they were getting a ton of product reviews for these robotic animals that were like, we bought this for my grandparents and they love it. So they launched this whole new line of companion pets based on that research. And they had robotic kitties and robotic Labradors that are good because Mima's in the nursing home or back at her own house and she's got this mechanical pet that's keeping her company but she's not going to forget to feed it or accidentally throw it down a flight of stairs or something so it's really good for them. Well, like the Dylan was talking about, our neighborhood with all the elder care facilities and so every 10 feet you find a pile of rice or breadcrumbs where some old person's trying to feed the birds and just um, drops like a pound of rice. Jeez. And it doesn't feed the birds nearly as much as it feeds the rats. Oh. And there's like a five hundred or one thousand dollar fine for feeding the birds in this neighborhood. But you know it's just the old people doing it, and I don't actually want you to give an old person a ticket like they're on fixed income. Yeah. And I really wish that these old people would stop doing it but not enough to go visit them. (laughs) I have seen those signs everywhere, Cam. I didn't know that that's what they were for. It was like, don't feed the rats. I was like, who the hell is out here feeding rats? What are you talking about, sign? All the old people, because they are so lonely and they just need something to have an exchange with them, some kind of exchange. I've also got this video of Barack Obama hanging out with Paro. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cute. He's like, oh, pretty cool. Oh, and you can hear Paro making his seal sounds in the background. <laughs> the sounds that it made. Yeah. <laughs> Barack's like, great. <laughs> he pets it. He gives it some love. He likes it. <laughs> I love how Japan is slowly just trying to eliminate any human connection. (laughs) (laughs) They have a problem over there. They got a lot of senior citizens. Cam did a segment on how Japanese old ladies are putting themselves in jail on purpose because they don't want to be a burden. It's so sad. I know that pregnant women in America do that because that's the only way you can get free health care for your pregnancy. Is that why I keep getting mugged by people coming out of mommy me yeah that is th- right from their lamaze class you're just going straight for your job and now it's going to be even worse because all these old people and pregnant women are just going to be robbing stuff with their accomplice robots <gasps> oh you're totally right oh, <laughs> oh god yeah Hugbear isn't so nice when he's lifting the atm out of the ground oh my god <laughs> you're totally right i went down a lot of robot holes researching this segment that are not necessarily <laughs> germane to the to this discussion i do want to point out that perhaps the most famous robot on the planet right now is named Sophia. <gasps> yeah, boy. 
right. Still have not been given a proper wig, I gotta say. Why will they not give her a wig? I don't know. Give that girl a wig. Give that girl a wig. I also was watching this video about her, and they were like, she's designed to look like Audrey Hepburn. Bitch, where? Okay, generous. Generous. Yeah. Really generous. They were like, what is with all these hot, sexy, hot robots? And I was like, N- not not once have I looked at Sophia the robot and been like, wow. Her face is different every time I see her. She's like a candle. <laughs> Are you saying that somebody stole Sophia's design and turned it into a robot? Right. What are we talking about here? I don't understand. Have you not heard of Sophia the robot? No. She's like the highest tech of AI. Oh, it's not a robot that resembles Sophia and we just call it Sophia for fun? Well, no, it does not resemble Sophia <laughs> at all. Uh-oh. But this robot is as far as facial expressions and advancements in like latex face technology and speaking English, I do want to point out that there are a lot of Japanese AIs that are very lifelike uh, that just don't speak English. Can you look up Audrey Hepburn? I, this is like, <laughs> this is uncanny. <laughs> it looks just like Audrey Hepburn. Oh my God. She's a freaking egg with a nose. I, I was reading up on the guy who made Sophia and he used to work at Disney as an Imagineer doing their animatronics and making lifelike robots. So like, that's all it is. If you've ever heard her do a quote interview, every time he hands them like a list of questions she has pre-recorded phrases for. There's like no AI going on with Sophia. I heard it's a little bit of both. This is what the rumor on the street from um, my mind and memory. <laughs> I- I think someone's back there with a speaking spell, just typing into her quitty little quips. She's not like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic. <laughs> <like> <laughs> See y'all, I'm loving this lifestyle. Mechanized elder care. Live it or leave it. It's a big live it for me. I would love a row bear. It's putting me out of my work, so leave it. (laughs) I think Sophia does have a point too that it's used as a like, okay, I don't have to see you anymore because you have your robot seal, so have fun with that. I'm never talking to you again. I wonder, though, let's say we build a robot butler that does everything you want and we can make it cute. okay? and then so this is for your grandparents or whatever. And at your house, you have a suit that you can put on that would put yourself into that robot butler so you can instantly visit your grandparents and just and have the same movements. Be like, hey, grandma, I miss you so much. However, I still think it would probably better just to go see her in person (laughs) (laughs) as a robot butler. So I'm going to have to leave it. I'm sorry. They have sex toys like that now. Well, I got to say, for me, I got to give it a big old live it. Yay. And let me tell you why. Paraphrasing George Orwell, he said that people think they want to live a long, happy life and die peacefully. But if you've ever actually witnessed that, then you know that a violent death is the much better way to go. So for my elder care robots, I want perfectly designed combat bots. And every day I will enter the arena with a robot and fight him to the death. And if I beat the robot that day, I get another day of good living. I'm 78. I'm covered in furs and jewelry, head to toe, glitz and glam. And every day I just 
beats the mother loving crap out of a robot until <laughs> one day he gets the best of me. And in one quick little thing, well, I mean, along being beaten to death, but <laughs> it's all over peacefully. And I've lived peacefully. a good life. And uh, they can uh, pay for my lavish funeral with the ticket sales. Wow. It's really sad that I would watch this channel all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just keep it on the robot elderly fighting channel. Yeah, if you guys are, are free in, like, 40 or 50 years and you got a free night if you want to, like, swing by a P.F. Chang's and then go meet me for a show at Cam's Robodome, I think that could be a fun little <laughs> a night out. <laughs> Who's ready to robo rumble? I love thinking this robot's just like wearing oven mitts and just going really like it's like slow. Like it's got goggles on and its fingers are taped together. It's trying to remember who it loved in its life. Disposing of the papers. <laughs> oh. All right, so there's a lot of things that we can learn from old people, but I think the biggest thing is how to live as old as they did okay because really it's all about selfishness okay yeah uh, so i went straight to the cow's vine on this one and i thought i would go to the oldest people alive and see what their secrets were okay so the current oldest person alive her name is Chio Miyako, and she was born on May 2nd, 1901. Yo! That makes her 117 years old. Yeah, and she was born the same year that they took Abraham Lincoln's body out of the ground, and they decided to reinter it in concrete several uh. feet thick. So that's how old she is. <laughs> I was looking for stuff that happened in 1901, and that was a notable event in 1901. <laughs> 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 is this a fear-based move? Yeah, he must have been moving around down there, and they're like, "Shit, he's gonna come out. We gotta oh. put this under some concrete." Jesus. <laughs> there was a movie about this. He's trying there? to get out and find his buried treasure. We gotta lock him up tight. Wait, that was a movie, Sophia, like a few years ago, right? Yeah, like Zombie Lincoln. Zombie Lincoln? Whoa, maybe that was based off old CIA files or something. They tried to be all cute about it and were like, oh, we just want to know, remember him forever. But really, they were like, we are not safe unless. <laughs> he cannot tell. A no, that wasn't him. He can tell a lie. He can tell many lies, that zombie lie. Lincoln. Uh, Do you guys know that he was a champion wrestler? He was yeah. like unbeat in wrestling. He was so hot. Besides being like racist. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. The 16th president. Oh, right. Oh, Mr. Right. Known for his racist. Yeah. Racist. Yeah. I, that whole like freed the slaves thing is trash. He owned people still. Yeah. And he was like, I hate that I have to do this. I want to let you go. But the government, you know, what am I going to do? Well, yeah. Well, you know, pennies aren't actually <laughs> copper. They're full of nickel covered in copper. Ugh, a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Wow. Lincoln was nothing but nickel. <laughs> so other than Zombie Lincoln, who is not the current oldest living person, there's Chio Miyako and her secret to living a long life that we can all learn from was drinking rice wine and eating eels. So load up. Go to Costco right load now. Load up. Buy 50 <laughs> gallons of rice wine and eels. How about combine them? Just have the eels swimming around in the rice wine. Rice wine. Rice wine. Yeah. Does rice wine taste like uh, white wine? Try to say that. Does white wine taste like white wine? Like, I think it tastes like alcohol in that they all taste the same, basically. 
That's what I say. Okay, no. well, Hot take. I do like eel, though. I love a eel sushi. Eel are real good. Yeah, yeah. Rice wine, good, too. Yeah. I'll take them both. All right. I'll so, take them together. Okay, good. Keep that advice here. How about this person isn't still alive, but they are the oldest verified living being. Whoa. Okay, you might have heard of this. Her name was Jean Calment. Uh, she was a French woman, oh. and she was born February 21st, 1875, and passed away in 1997. Yo! So, from 1875 to 1997, she was 122 years old. Dang! Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's and so many nickels. I, I, <laughs> I can already see a key to her secret old age, and it's her birthday, February 21st, which is my birthday. So uh, guess who's going to be 122, baby? Whoa, it's me. This lady is really cool, and they did a really long piece about her in the New York Times, from which I got all this information uh, when she passed away in 1997. Okay, so when she was 12 or 13, she couldn't really remember. She met Van Gogh. <gasps> wow. Yeah, and she said that he was very ugly, (laughs) (laughs) ungracious, impolite, and sick. Oh. (laughs) That's what it is. Being a bitch, you live forever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving her. Here are a bunch of people she outlived. All right. She outlived her husband, who died of spoiled cherry preserves dessert <laughs> that she also ate. Whoa. <laughs> cool. Yeah. They shared a dessert. He died. She was like, well, okay. I'm sorry, I guess. Bye. <laughs> She's powerful. She, <laughs> She's so powerful. She outlived her daughter, uh, who died of pneumonia. Pneumonia. That's what they say it in France. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's the French pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and her daughter, unfortunately, left behind an eight-year-old son. Oh. So that was a pretty tragic moment in her life. But she raised that grandson and uh, who him. became who became a doctor. He reached adulthood, and then he died in an automobile accident. Oh, my God. So, yeah, she did outlive him. Oh, villain. my yeah. God. Oh, boy. <laughs> I said yes. that as a joke. You guys, this is why you fight the robot gladiator. Mm -hmm. However, it did go to her advantage outliving people because when she was 90 years old, a man bought her apartment under a contract of $400 a month as long as she lived. And then when she died, he would get the, the apartment completely. But after 31 oh. more years, that man died. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she got paid $180,000 for this apartment over these 31 years. And it was more than double the price of the apartment. So Jesus. it was a really bad deal for him. So the tip here is be sour as I'll get out and you'll live forever. <laughs> Yes. Cherry preserve. <laughs> yes. She, th- these are the secrets to her living long. That that what she said. She rode a bicycle until she was one hundred years old. Wow. And then she stopped and was like, "I'm throw cool. it away. <laughs> Put on your oven mitts and throw it away." <laughs> she loved rubbing olive oil on her skin. My grandma would do that. Oh. She's dead though. So oh, she- so maybe that one doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. and she ate two pounds of chocolate a week what so that's a tip i can get behind (laughs) i'm definitely gonna do that one she got a brand she got like a hershey's kisses deal she Uh, was doing reese's pieces uh, it didn't (laughs) say here i would guess it's french so reese's pieces oh okay Mm, pisse yeah (laughs) reese pisse (laughs) (laughs) and 
those are her tips and tricks. Uh, but one more thing before we move on from Jean Coleman. She was known for her witticisms. And the favorite one featured in the New York Times was, I've never had but one wrinkle and I'm sitting on it. Oh. <laughs> oh my god also not an accurate representation of French women at all <laughs> no French women sound like they're from Baton Rouge I'm pretty sure mm, okay. <laughs> what, what do you think that was referring to her ass crack or yes. the other one oh. I think the other the other one I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a big guess on that <laughs> it could have been one right if you're old enough just I mean one. it is kind of all one yeah you know, I think she was speaking metaphorically <laughs> and that she was sitting on the wrinkle in the plot because all these boys come with their plans and thoughts till she reveals the wrinkle. What? Well, it's a, is that a saying? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wrinkle in the plot? Wrinkle I've heard, in the plot? I've heard of, That's a uh, thing. A wrinkle in time. Okay. All right. I'll take your word for it. So that is the oldest verified person, John Calment. However... There is one secret old person. <laughs> a bonus who, <laughs> This is kind of controversial because some scientists say that he couldn't have possibly been this old. However, he says he was. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so his name is Sodimejo or Imbagotho. Or Goto. I'm sorry, I do not know how to pronounce his name at all. He was b- born December 31st, 1870, and he died last May 2017. Hmm. That puts him at 146 years old. Hmm. And so part of the reason why it's sort of controversial is because he was born before – he was born in India, and he was born before they started like officially documenting births. So they don't really have any documentation to prove that he's actually that old. However, uh, a man named Jean Vig, who is an acclaimed genetics researcher, says, if somebody seriously told me he or she had just met an extraterrestrial being who immediately thereafter flew back into outer space, I would probably listen politely, but not believe a word of it. This is exactly how I feel about people reporting this kind of thing. There is a reason we have a meticulously researched database with confirmed record oldest humans, and the oldest one, I believe, is now 117. So there's a couple issues with that statement, okay? okay? Aliens? Come on, Cam. Come on, Cam. Would you doubt? Would you doubt if somebody said that uh, a man with aliens came and saw you and then left? Huh? Come on. I'm sorry. I uh, couldn't hear you because aliens don't exist. So <laughs> nobody gave us the tech. So I'm not able to call you cross country. Mm. Oh, Ooh. what? Wait, oh. we do have the tech. Oh, oh. well, hey, <laughs> aliens. Thanks for the tech. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the tech, aliens. So that's the first issue that this JNV, this supposed acclaimed genetics researcher, has with this statement. However, he says the oldest one, I believe, is now 117, but the oldest person to ever live is 122. Mm. So this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's a fucking mm-hmm. moron saying he's a genetics mm-hmm. researcher. Was he he's just a t- fucking idiot. Was he just talking about right now because the first person you told us about was 117 and he was just talking about... Oh, oh okay. Dylan. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> this guy's full of shit. He doesn't know what he's fucking talking about. Sodi Mejo, 146 years old. Amen. 
Amen. I say round up, probably 150. I feel like Sodi got wind of our cherry marmalade queen, and because he couldn't be outdone by a woman, classic fragile male ego, he was like, oh, me? I was born in the year 1532. That's right. I'm four centuries old. Just to one upper, and I think he's full of garbage. Yeah, he did, like, to try to prove it, he was like, well, I remember watching a sugar factory being built, and that was built in 1880, (laughs) so I must be at least old enough to remember that, now don't I? No, no. I need I need more proof than can be found on Google, Sodi. You need to tell me you need to tell me what curse Abraham Lincoln was bestowed with and why we needed to seal him in a concrete sarcophagus. I, I don't really have much proof, but this is the secret handshake Jesus taught me. <laughs> I guess this. Oh. However, moments. if you do compare the last woman, Jean Calment, with Sodi Mejo, Mejo, whatever, I don't uh, Sodi. Let's yeah, let's call him Sodi. Looking at pictures side by side, I would believe that he is actually like 20 years older than her because she looks actually pretty okay for 122, but he looks like total garbage. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know you're 146 years old, but you, you gotta do something about that, man. You got assholes for eyes, apparently. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what was that little SpongeBob creature who is the oh yeah shriveled up? <laughs> That's what he looks French like, but fried. worse. That's so cute. <laughs> he said that his secret to uh, living long, patience, close relationships with loved ones, and uh, smoking. Yeah, of course that's what he said. <laughs> patience. Something a liar would say. Have you seen those people that are our age that are like, 24 and they straight up look like they're 55 already i think that he's one of those cheater sneakers who's like oh yeah it was rockstar energy drinks and cigarettes that's why i'm a thousand and definitely not 42 (laughs) that's gotta be it it's gotta be it all right so those are the tips and tricks to living long rice wine eels cherry preserves riding a bicycle poisonous cherry preserves (laughs) olive oil on your skin uh maybe Mm. not that one eight eating (laughs) two pounds of chocolate a week and uh smoking don't forget being sour you yeah. gotta be a real grump. Right. Yes, sour. And sitting on that crack. The wrinkle of time. <laughs> wrinkle in time. <laughs> you guys living to be an ancient being sounds delicious. Living deliciously? I say live it. Yeah, I'm definitely... I'm gonna take all of this olive oil on skin, poisonous cherry preserves, smoking, drinking, eels. I'm gonna do all these. I'm gonna give it a big old live it. Uh, not because I want to live until I'm 146, because I don't want to have Rylan say things like that about me, but they will make me very potent in the arena as I battle those gladiator bots. Uh, and I want to give the people a show. Okay, I'm not going to, I will not go gentle into that dark night. What an yeah, entertainer. Yeah. I think every day is excruciatingly painful. I think life is hard and long. I think that there's so much misery on this rock third rock from the sun uh, uh-huh. and i i personally don't want to spend that long 
having to inhabit my <laughs> earthly form. So yes. I am going to leave it. Jeez. <laughs> please, please not anytime soon. You can wait a while to leave it. Yeah. I don't really have a choice in the matter, you know, because I was born on the same day as Jean Colmente. So I'm going <laughs> to be living longer than all of you here. I'm gonna miss you guys. So, but, but it'll be fine. All right, live it. Yeah, I'm sure Jean Calmet ate just as many Doritos Locos tacos as right. <laughs> well, she would have if she wasn't wasting all her time with cherry preserves. Okay, she didn't have them back then. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that remembers this language, which will go extinct once we finally die of old age. We want to give a big old thanks to lifestyle expert and senior care advisor to the president, Sophia Jackal. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. You're the best guest we've ever had. Yeah. I know that's true. (laughs) We also want to thank the aliens for the tech. We want to thank the old people for the wisdom. We want to thank Scott Davis for doing the music for our show. If you guys out there in radio land have social media accounts that you can log into and use, we want you to go ahead and jump on those platforms and navigate to our social media profiles. We are at Lifepile Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And for all those elderly people out there that still somehow know how to use technology and are feeling lonely, you can email us to talk about your day at <laughs> lifefileshow at gmail.com. We want to thank y'all for supporting us in our lifestyling lifestyle. If you want to catch me this week, I will be submerging myself in a pool with a ancient cocoon from the alien spacecraft so that I can feel rejuvenated and fresh to beat a robot to death with my bare fists love you grandkids <laughs> and i don't have quite as many funds and resources as cam so i am going to be taking my full body cast and having my caregiver wheel it to the nearest chiropractor to undo all the damage i did to myself with those misplaced sleeping pillows dear god i am in so much pain <laughs> Uh, and I was asked to actually not leave the town for a while, so I'm going to be stuck here by the local police department because I was at a bank and this moving pile of gold came in accompanied by robots and they think that somehow I'm tied with this. I'm not. I have no clue what, what happened, but they robbed the bank and so now I'm locked in my house for a couple weeks until they figure it all out. So find me there. Is there a little robot dog keeping an eye on you, making sure you stay but are you here? I'm tapping the wrist. I'm tapping it. <laughs> oh, no. Well, after the dog tears off Ryland's skin, because I'm in his house and I'm going to have to let myself out, uh, <laughs> I can't thank you guys enough for having me because otherwise I would just spend all of my days squeezing mango worms out of Ugh. various sized critters. Uh, and you can find me on YouTube with over 7 million views. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoying my life. Thanks, so thanks you guys, for letting me talk about my love and life of the geriatric population. We loved hearing it. Woo-hoo! This is Life Pile. Light your life on fire. Light your life on fire.